Okay, welcome to Bumft. That is the Bridges, Maps, and Medicine for the Anthropocene podcast, or Bumft. That's my catchy name after spending three weeks racking my head on what to call it. That's what I've settled on for now. So that's the score, people. My name is Nick Sun. I am. Oh, geez. I have to contextualize this podcast for you all. So I'm going to try and condense my life story into 20 seconds. So essentially, I was a stand-up comedian for 13 years and then lost my sense of humor through that process. Uh, went through a spiritual crisis of sorts. Um, drank heaps of ayahuasca. Went down the plant medicine path, which just turned into the general healing path where I explored many a modality, embodiment, disciplines, therapy, spiritual healings, um, you know, explorations of shamanic and blah, 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 blah. Anyway, that went for like six to seven years. Um, and uh, now I'm where I'm at now. Uh, what I realize is that along the way of my journey towards wholeness, um, I met heaps of really interesting people you know, bridges and guides and healers of all stripes, outliers, just people in general had a different perspective on the world, a different take on things, and um, I just thought that I should just start recording them because they had really interesting stories that were more interesting than um, a lot of people you hear on other podcasts. Sorry. And so I thought I'd just get that stuff out there because um, we're living in uh, a pretty crazy time. This is the Anthropocene, which is the catchy term for what I actually wanted to call the podcast originally was Boomfts, which is like Bridges, Maps and Medicine for the shit show. But my friends told me not to call my podcast the shit show, even though I think it's catchier. So anyway, that's the idea for where I'm coming from, who I am as a person. And um, this is the first episode. And so for the first episode, I thought I'd uh, get my friend Josh Williams, who is a Kuku Yalanji traditional healer, or a Banabana, from uh, up near the far north Queensland. I met Josh because I spent maybe three months in the Daintree, um, or just outside the Daintree this year. And through a series of odd coincidences, I happened to meet Josh and spend a few weeks with him. And I guess what struck me was that um, the way Josh saw the world, uh, the experiences he had, and um, it was just a very different way, very different from any way that me or you could perceive reality. And so I was actually compelled to go out and impulse buy about $800 worth of recording equipment just so I could get his stories down. And so essentially, thanks Josh, you helped me blackmail myself into finally getting this project off the ground. And I guess what struck me about Josh, besides like how much of a genuine guy he was, was that all the stories that he told me about his experiences and his trainings and his initiations all very much were, you know, linked to what I'd learned through my investigations into South American shamanism, Native American shamanism, even Nepalese and Taoist practices. And so I just felt like, you know, this is like a, a legit shaman from the oldest culture in the world, from the oldest rainforest in the world. So... Let's record this guy, because I'm sure he has lots of interesting things to share, and he did. So, that's what happened. So, um, I hope you enjoy it. Um, also, we recorded this chat by the Mossman River, 
which is a very beautiful jade green river known for its healing waters. So that's the sound in the background. That's not white noise. So, you know, if it annoys you, just remember it's a river. You can't get annoyed at a river. All right. All the best. Enjoy. And um, here it is, Josh Williams. Today we have Josh. And Josh is uh, part of the Kuku Yalanji clan, is that right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. And Josh is a healer. Is there a particular name for that kind of role? Like, what's the traditional word for that? Yeah, traditional word for healer, by the way, we'll call it Bana Bana. So bana basically, bana. water. Water. Do you want to tell us a bit about yourself? Like, how you, how you came into this work at all? Like, yeah, I um, started a long time for me, you know, spending a lot of time on country. Of course, growing up uh, with the grandparents and um, I guess spending a lot of time in nature alone too as well. But um, that's where a lot of my abilities and gifts came to me, being on country, being present. And how old were you when you started having these sort of abilities and like were there any specific experiences that sort of helped you come into contact with these abilities? I was about eight years old when it all began for me I guess and um, some spiritual experiences I had, um, you know, where we would have the ancestral spirits visit me from time to time, doing dreams and communicate, give you signs to connect with animals, the birds, yep. trees, there's higher callings, you know, there's higher beings that, that teach us along along the way, you know, our spiritual journey. Um, a lot of it's, I guess, to teach you and remind you of your purpose and journey for living mm. on this earth, you know. And um, would you be able to share some of these experiences with us at all? Oh yeah, it's just um, basically lights, lights. So um, that's one of the first initiation processes. Once a light light comes to you, you'll be able to um, know more through that light. Okay. So the light holds all the information, and you know sacredness to a lot of things in country. A lot of it's, you know, it's not according to how we choose or desire our paths to be. It's the calling again from the higher power, the higher light, the higher realms, and in which they grant you authority into having knowledge for a reason. And, uh, you know, there, there comes a, a point in time when that will be put to use, you know. I remember you telling me one of your initiation experiences. I was wondering if you were able to share that with us about how, you know, um, getting left on the riverside when you're a young kid. Would you care to share that or? Yeah, I can share that one. That, that's um, basically, that was during the school holidays. And um, we camped out on Grandad's, you know. Yeah. He would live across the Daintra River. Yep. And uh, me and a few of the cousins would go up and down the Daintra River back then, you know. Yep. We swam amongst crocodiles, you know. Bilgamore, <laughs> we call it in our language, you know. Gilgamore. Bilgamore. Bilgamore, yeah. okay. But, and, uh, and the crocodiles never attacked you? Crocodiles, nah, nah. Nah, nah. just sort of in relation with them? Yeah. Okay. You know? But Grandad would always say, you know, um, rub a stick on the arm and throw it out into the river and then they could smell you, you know. So it's through your scent, your smell, that they identify you. Okay. You know, if you're a stranger coming in, going into the river. Oh, so they eat the strangers? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good right. feast there. Yeah, yeah. But um yeah, sorry, going back to the story, um yeah, so during the holidays 
you know, we go out to Grandad's and, and go up and down the Dangerous River in boats, you know, rowing. Yep. Um, we would hunt Jullogy, which is catfish, jewfish, gubbard, eel, and Nujay, freshwater turtles. And, of course, um, we had the freshwater mussels, so we'd go up and down, fill our boats up, and that was our dinner, you know, our catch for the day, so we'd go home and have dinner. Mm. So this one particular day... Um, the cousins and, and especially the older boys who I won't name but they, they were responsible for us younger ones and somehow at the time I didn't know why I was getting singled out mm. so they left me on the other side of the bank and then they rode home and you know so just left you just left me basically yeah, yeah. so the only way to get back home was you either ride a boat, boat across or you could swim of yeah. course take the Attempted option to be eaten by a crocodile. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bilgamore. Um, or stand in because it was winter too at that time. A lot of snakes, snake season. Oh, shit. So the kids just left you just as a sort of joke, sort of sort of, sort of thing? Yeah, the older boy's like, sort he was actually really aggressive. Oh, uh, uh, okay. He left me on the other side of the bank, out of spite, I guess. Out of spite, okay. All right. Uh, like, you know, he's the oldest. Why is this younger one catching all the fish? Yep. So... Again, I looked at this experience as, you know, the ancestral spirits orchestrated this whole process. So, yeah, cool. So, yeah, they made this all happen. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, uh, yeah, so I was on the other side, and by this time it's night. So all I could see is the stars, no moon. Uh, I couldn't see my own body. Yep. It was pitch black. Yeah, the only light I could see is the stars, so I looked at the stars. And then there was one, one of this lamp light that was shining across the other side. And I knew it was the old lamp back in them days, because this is the 80s. The, old, the old lamp. From the home, yeah. Because yep. we had no electricity yep. then. Um, you know, only fire and uh, the lamps and candles. Yep. So we only saw the lamp, and then all I could do is visualise, all right, what they, would they be doing right now? Yep. Just having dinner, sitting around the table, as, as usual, after a catch. And then here I am in the cold. Um, just a pair of shorts on, you know, no t-shirt, freezing. <laughs> so yeah, before I could drop a teardrop, you know, and cry, this light picked me up. It was a comforting, warm, yellowy sort of uh, white flex light, but it was comforting. It was warm. Picked me up, and it gave me the reassurance that you know it's okay. You know, I'm gonna put you down on the other side. So once I got on the other side, it said, uh, you know, well, during the floating over, um, it said, don't look down, don't look back. Just look towards where you want to go. Yep. So I got there, then the light disappeared. I was happy to be on the other side. So the light took you to the other side of the river? Yeah. What are your healing abilities, if you don't mind me asking? Like, what, what, how would you describe the way you, you heal people? Um, well, again, back here, you know, Google Ellinger country, you know, as healers, we're known as Bana Bana. Yep. Uh, you know, we heal with water. Water restores life. Water's connected to the rainbow serpent, so... Oh, okay. You know, that's our dreaming. Yep. our story. Um, water's life, you know. But there's other developing techniques I've, I've you know, developed along the way, and I will keep um, developing, you know. Yeah, yeah. There's not one, but many different methods and techniques that you yeah, can, yeah. You know? and a lot of it you know you, you keep creating you know developing your own style yeah, yeah, know, yeah. Your, your unique style 
but like I guess when I experienced the healing off you you know it was a very unique one that I've never experienced before um, yeah. and you had the sort of um, you were talking about how you could see into people's bodies like what was going on there like yeah. do you mind sharing like what that looks like for you when you're looking into someone's field <coughs> and what you see if someone has a sickness like what does that look like yeah, it just looks like uh, it's a, it's a three-dimensional vision, you know. Yep. The best way I can describe it is like when you go into the X-ray and you get, you know, get an X-ray. It looks like that. So. Okay. And it, then you just see some kind of weird-looking, yeah. weird cl- yeah. cloudy thing that you're like, that's not meant to be there. Yeah. And then yeah. you're able to sort of. Um, yeah. I uh, saw so you do a healing on a on a lady. You were you were pulling energy out of her. Uh, um, I was just curious how how you developed that ability. Like, how, where did that come from? Is that, there a specific uh, experience with? Uh, I don't do one specific style, you know. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm just basically guided by yeah, whatever the the spirit or the light tells me to do. Oh, okay, so you you sort of the light is sort of guiding you the whole time. Yeah, it's guiding me the whole time. Yeah, okay. So it's, it might just say. It'll put the idea in my head to say, oh, I do this style, do that. Oh, okay. And I'm wondering, I'm probably wondering why I'm doing that style when I haven't done it before. Yeah, 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 but yep. I'll just go with it because I trust it. Yeah. And I know it's meant to be that that particular technique. Okay. Yeah. And so the light, uh, that's always with you? That's once? always with me, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's um, the light. I remember you telling me a story about one of your initiations which happened to you via, like, a sorcery attack. Are you able to share that one? Yeah, that was when I was 18. That was during our football match. So we were the Sharks then versus uh, Cairns Kangaroo at that time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we were playing knockouts for the semi-finals. Yeah, yep. And in, in this particular game had to be, you know, uh, the card was drawn where we had to play and play the knockout at home. Yeah, yep. Um, local showgrounds here. And, uh, yeah, I remember... In the last five minutes of the game, um, because it was going neck and neck, score for score. Yeah, yeah. And uh, this one particular uh, individual come onto the field and uh, he had a band on his arm. It was like a brownie red band, yeah. Okay, yeah. So he had that wrapped around his um, right arm. Yeah. And uh, I, I found something suspicious about it, you know? Yep. Uh, playing on the field so because two guys before me tackled the same lad and he only just got on the field in the last five minutes of the game yeah yeah and we're wondering why so these two guys before me were hit at the same place you know yeah yeah on the on the forehead and I was the third tackle so it was my attempt to tackle this lad and yeah I was in a daze you know like cloud nine or something but, um, yeah, I remember I couldn't hear anything. I couldn't feel anything. But, yeah, it was like a spiritual attack. So me and the three guys went to the local hospital, went to get stitches. And mind you, the same injury was in the same spot in the, in the forehead. In the forehead. Yeah. Yeah, the experience were the same, where they couldn't hear anything, feel anything. So we're waiting all day to get stitches, and then we're like, how could we lose that game in the last five minutes? We were talking about the football game. Yeah, yeah. So oh, then, so, so that guy came on the field and then turned everything around and they won the game. Yeah, 
Okay. They won. Probably not by much, though. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, two, two points, something like that. Yep, yep. But um, I think two weeks after that, I was sort of like bedridden, you know? Yeah, yeah. Couldn't go anywhere, couldn't go to school. Okay. Because my head was the size of a bloody watermelon, you know? Mm-hmm. And then uh, my father sort of knew, you know, he's, he's like, nah, you should be healed by now. Yeah, yep. He, you know, him, my father coming from, you know, a strong cultural background himself, you know? Yeah, yeah. He knew that, you know. Something was amiss. Yeah. But what would always bother me was there was this lady, this blonde hair lady would be sitting beside my bed. Okay. Like uh, like a spirit yeah, lady? Yeah, spirit lady. Okay. And she'll just keep talking, 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 talking. I, I couldn't get no rest, no sleep. No oh, okay. What was, was she like angry mm-hmm. or not? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I told Uncle Gabo, who lives in China Camp there, he was a tour guide down at the Boston Gorge with the tourism, Dreamtime Tours. So him and um, they said, nah, this sounds like a, a spiritual attack, you know? So they took me up to see Grandad up in Karanda. He's now deceased. But um, it was said that this old man, after he did the healing session on me, he said, oh yeah, I see the lady. <laughs> so then I felt, I felt better to know that I wasn't going crazy. Yeah, you yeah. know, that someone believed in me and it was granddad who happened to be up there. Yeah, yeah. Living at the time, um, understood my story and told everyone else that, that took me up there. Yeah, yeah. To go and visit him that, that what I was saying was the true story. You know, okay. it's not, not delusional, not yeah. mental health or anything like so that. So he was able to fix that? So yeah, he was able to fix that. What, when, what, what was the old lady? Where did that come from? So that came from, you know, uh, so obviously this lad, Grandad said, do the sorcery. You know, it's something they do in their practice, yeah. sorcery. But I won't go into that. Okay, fair enough. I'll stay into the light. Yeah, yeah. But um, that's their doings. So he undid their doings by healing me. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, Grandad... Um, did his healing technique, which were again sort of same technique I do, and then I guess the, my my techniques were adopted by him also because it was said that Granddad put the, his light inside of me. Of what was that, Granddad? Put his light inside of me. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, after he after he passed. Passed. Yeah. Okay. Wow. So he handed it down. Ah. So you his the, abilities. The, the power gets handed down. Through, through yeah, powers can get handed family. down. Yeah, interesting. So you can inherit it, you know. Through, yeah, yeah. Through hand down when they know they passing over. Yeah, yeah. But a lot of a lot of mines were, you know, gifts given too from other shamans that I've visited. Yep. I've heard um, quite a few stories of people using sorcery in football in now. In sports, yeah, <laughs> yes, particularly football. You know, like, it's sad, you know? Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, I'd definitely watch football more, though, if, if there was more magic attack involved. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Can non-Indigenous people get affected by sorcery? Have you seen that? By, by like, Indigenous sorcery around here? I guess that's when they say, you know, like, be careful when you go in a country or any communities, you know, they have the cultural protocols and, and they now they do you know with organization professional services they go into communities yeah um, gotta be careful when you're going in with your own ideologies you know yeah because that's when a lot of that stuff they'll shut you down quick and smart you know? yeah yeah a lot of our culture is based around respect and love you know yeah I mean like um, I guess when it's tampered with or disrespected sometimes it's not 
It's not forced upon by the people. Sometimes it's the land itself, because there's spirit and everything. Like, we don't have to harm the person, even though they're probably not listening to us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, to say, hey, you know, you're disrespecting our country, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. If the land wants to take you out, it'll take you out. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. there's ancestral spirits around, you know? Yeah. But of course, like I said before, you know, our culture must not be misunderstood. Yeah. It must be not focused on uh, the darkness. Our culture is all light. Yes, yes, you know? of course. And I, and I guess a lot of them fear First Nations culture because, you know, they hear about all the stuff that they can't comprehend. It's too deep. Yeah, yeah. It's too spiritually deep. Yeah, that, yeah. You know, one of the first things um, that were taken away from our people was through colonization was spirituality. was yeah, the very yeah. first thing. Give up your beliefs and yeah. come in the four walls and believe in Christianity. So is there a way that you can sort of describe your idea of um, at least your clan's spirituality, like what that revolves around, what that sort of looks like to, say, a Western audience? Uh, it's just life, you know? Light is life. You know, Grandad always said, we must become a proper human being in the light of the glory. And it comes back to the light. In our way, when we pass, we call the light that leaves the body, Binyu. 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 And light we come from, light we go back to, you know? But we must not forget that. Yeah, yeah. Despite our race yeah. or what body we're in, because it's just a physical plane that we just experience in this life. And that's why, like, we have to remember, you know? We have to remember life as spiritual beings before we came in the physical body here. So what's it's your... deeper. From your experiences, and I don't know if you can speak for your, your sort of um, clan, like, what is your beliefs on life before and after death? Like, like what is your model for Earth, this realm that we're in? Like, how do you perceive this... Like why 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 are we here? <laughs> why are we here? Give us the answers. <laughs> no, why are we here? No, no, but you know what I mean. Like, um, yeah. Uh, how how does how does your culture like see this realm in 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 relation to you know where we came from, where we'll go back to? Does that make sense? Yeah, I guess I'm just looking at it from the viewpoint of cultural systems and beliefs. Yeah, know? yeah. So we have totems, we have family skin names, we have clan groups, you know? So we associate our meaningful journey or, or, or purpose for living through those totems. And that's why it's really important to reconnect to country because your bubble, which is land, yeah. your bubble, your country, holds a secret for your journey, oh, Okay. your personal journey. So your, your totem is, is determined by what animals are sort of in the area when you're born? Yeah. Okay. Like for here, you know, around Mossman Gorge in that area, the cassowaries, you know, the guardian of the rainforest. Yeah. You know? So he'll give you the answers to things, you know? Oh, okay. You know? But then you'll have your own 
given Tatum name okay. from your family or grandfathers or grandmothers. So you're able yeah. to sort of communicate with these yeah. animals? Yeah, you can communicate. You get messages and messages, stuff. Messages, yeah, yeah. And they'll tell you, guide you, protect you. Okay. You know? um, but it's all, all got to do with your your identity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who you are, um, again, as an individual, because yeah. we all have sky contracts before we come on the land. Okay. So the foundation of our culture across Australia, you know, is spirituality. That must be the foundation of all things. Why I see a lot of organisations collapse in communities yeah. is because it's not based on spirituality. It's quick band-aid stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. But it's not actually listening to... It's not listening to the heart. The, 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 you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's got to have a heartbeat. Yeah, 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 yeah. Heaven has got to have a heartbeat. So I went to an Indigenous male health summit in Alice Springs. Me, Uncle Richard, and another cousin, Danny. And the elf followers over there, they're staring hard right up until the last day. There's one in particular old man. And he said... I know you. And I was like, I said, yeah, we kept standing at you too, old fella. Like, we know you too, old man. And then uh, he said, you know what, it's true. And then he said, uh, we said, ah, oh, what's that, old man? Have you just got a dingo story over there in Queensland? I said, yeah, that's on our country, Googie Allenji. And then he said, he come from here, Alice Springs. Ran all the way, the song line, the dream line, stopped at here, yep. the reef where Snap Island and Bat Reef where yep. Steve Irwin the famous crocodile man got yep. killed Stingray um, Pebbly Beach yeah that's the hoof of the dog okay. so he came from so he's protecting the boundary yeah yeah but he stopped here he's a devil dog they call him from okay yeah so the old man could sense that you both held the same yeah, story story so through that song line yeah connected through that way so for some people who don't know what song lines are, can yeah. you can you describe what they are to the? Uh, song line is the, the the dreaming the the dreaming line, you know. Yep, yep. Um, it's like a you know dream time. What happened? What took place before? Yeah, yeah. Before, um, you know, creation, creation. But, but it's also a map, is what I understand, right? So yeah, it's a map. So. So you can use that story yeah. to traverse the country. Yeah, yep. Yeah. On a physical way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a channel, you know? Yeah. But, like um, a ley line or something. But yeah, also spiritual way too. Like, you know, there's dimensions there. It'll take you to, you know? Oh, you know I what, mean, what do you mean? Oh, like they talk about the seven sisters. You know, that's common in a lot of different countries. You know, that's they, in every culture. Yeah, yeah, they talk about the seven sisters. We got it here. Yeah. You know? I went through that story. Um, so when you say you went through that story, what do you mean? Uh, one of my um, callings again initiation through the ancestral spirits so you had to walk that, that yeah, song line from beginning to end yeah um you fly oh like in the in yeah spiritually fly yeah fly. okay so astral travel leave the body they take me on a journey enhance me again in oh, the spirit cool. realm yeah come yeah. back with those abilities wow <laughs> so sometimes you gotta leave the body and yeah. that's why I try to make people understand that we're not just a physical you're not a body with a spirit yeah you're a spirit with a body yeah yeah everything has spirit rocks river yeah and um, that's why they say we are one of many Cape York places that have a spirit in our waters you're one of many 
We're one of many other community oh, tribes okay. in the Cape. Yeah, yeah. That have spirit in our water. Yeah, yeah. That's what we call banabana here. Yeah. The shamans in English. So in Cape York particularly has a lot of spirit in the water. Yeah. But not so much um, in other areas of Australia. Yeah, I think there's only two or three places that have spirit in the water. Oh, okay. All right. In Cape. In okay. the Cape York. Yeah. And we're one of them. Okay. We're and one that's, of the that's three. Mossman River? Yeah. Okay. I guess uh, what I see right now is a lot of people like myself who um, our ancestors weren't born on this land and we're trying to find ways mm. to sort of um, connect. Is there any ways that us settlers or immigrants can sort of uh, connect to the land in, in, in the sort of way that you guys do, which I see is very, um, gives you guys a lot. And, and a lot of things that we are missing. Yeah. That's a good question because um, there's been a broader communication now throughout Cape York, you know, talk more around um, initiating other ethnic culture okay. and people into our culture. Okay. So um, people don't have a taboo about that up here? It's happened in the past. It's not yeah. like it's going to be the first time. So, yeah, yeah. So I, I can only assume, depending on, on of course, the... The person has to be right. Yeah, yeah. You've got, you got to vet everyone. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. And the, and the elders and the community's got to talk about it, you know. Um, they're going to be all for it. What does the process of initiation accomplish for, for a person if you were to take in a non-Indigenous person... I guess you become one of us. Oh, okay. So when you become one of us, you know, like they say, the old saying is that you don't know a black man until you walk in his shoes. Yeah, yeah. Well, when you initiated, uh, you initiated not only with the people, yeah, by yeah. the people, but initiated into the plants, the trees, the water, the okay. song line, the dream yeah, line. Yeah, yeah. So. So you'd be sort of brought under the law of the land. Yeah. Know? So that's what you guys are thinking is the best option to sort of... That's the best option, is that, you know, to get... To stop arrogance, to make worlds meet. Yeah, yeah, I guess we've got to now embrace everyone, you know? Yeah, yeah. And what that means is that we have to go deeper. Deeper. Um, When I say that, it's just going to the core of the soul of the being, you know? Yeah, yeah. You know, making a seed grow new into the tree yeah yeah it's time to sort of come together now you know um despite whatever ethnic background we are you know we are all evolving and we know things are changing you know we can see it in the animals and things this this it's bigger than our own culture you know <clears throat> our, our culture is the oldest living culture and and i think how i see it and what the old people are saying is that it will come about is that there was a dream time and the dream time will come again but when it comes again it will be under the understanding that everyone will understand the truth of your living existence that's why you understand the purpose you know for living will be Sorry, can you un- unpack that for me? Like, wh- <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> it's like the dreaming. Yeah. You know, for those who don't know the dreaming, you know. What, what's the, what do you... It's uh, like Christianities, right? In the Bible, it says, in the beginning. Yeah, So yeah. basically, we're going back in the beginning. Yeah. 
So when you go through our law and kinship systems, yeah, you're gonna see through our eyes to understand what the birthing of, of, of Mother Earth and the higher realms of higher beings are. Yeah, you know, yeah. The meaning of water, you know. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna know and see through different eyes. Yep, yep. You know, in a deeper understanding. You know, so in the dream time. It was, and it will come again. And the old people said that. My own grandfather, my own grandmother said, the dream time's going to come back. Yeah. You know? And with, with this manjal, up here, manjal dimbi, that story there, what what's, granddad? What's manjal dimbi? Is that mountain, holy mountain there. Okay, yeah, yeah. Up the gorge there. Well, that mountain there behind us, um, grandfather always said, the story of that mountain... Gubijil, the yep. proper name for it. When he fall down, yep. that's the end. <clears throat> that's the end. Now, what he's saying about the end is that everything's reached its level, you know? Yeah. So you can only learn so much in this living existence. Yeah, yeah. So then it has to die to start again. Okay. That's why the dream time's got to come again. Also, like the destruction of everything, and then yeah. go back in the dream back, time, and then dream come time back, come back again, come again in a completely different form. Yeah. Okay. Dream time. Yeah. That's why the rainbow's got to come back. The rainbow servant, because he's the creator, and he created everything, not for man to destroy, but because he's destroyed it. Dream time's got to come back. The rainbow servant's got to come back through that dreaming to clean everything up. Okay. Man's bullshit. Oh, he's gonna be annoyed. <laughs> That's a big job. Big job. Hope they're paying him well. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's the law. You know? you know? He can be the give and take of life. He's got laws for everything. The colors. That's why he's the rainbow. Well, you know, he made everything beautiful. Yeah. So the, you're talking about how the rainbow serpent's very strong in this, in your culture here, up here. What, what's the story of, of the rainbow serpent? Like, what function does he... Well, can you even just tell us the story of, 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 of the Rainbow Serpent dreaming in this area? Yeah. Well, he, he made these river systems and that, you know? Yeah, yeah. He made everything good. Everybody was here, the yeah. tribe, everyone living. But then they forgot the law. Ah. When they forgot the law, they got greedy. They got talked too much like they're doing today yeah 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 they take everything and they don't put it back yeah you know so he that's why I say he's the give and take of life yeah and when he put everything he came back why he came back it's because they forgot the law yeah yeah they forgot love they forgot respect yeah they forgot all those values yeah what the law stands for yeah spiritual foundation so when people forget the law yeah yeah you know he came again so he came back again yep so with this story I'm talking about is for here yep so when he came back he took some of the people away he okay. ate them he came in the village really slowly okay. like a snake would do <laughs> you know and he'll wait there and he'll he'll, he'll take them away you know? yep He'll, he'll, he'll swallow some of them. And then uh, 
he disturbed that whole camp there. And then, um, so this went on, went on, went on until they got sick of it. You know, he went, he came and going, you know, yeah. like someone that was just pissing someone off, you know. And then when he came back, at the end of that, that last day, he came back again. And so they got all their warriors and the men, you know. Yep. The spear hunters to spear him. They stood on the rock and speared him, you know. But he said, if you don't remember me, if you don't remember the law, I'll come back again, you know. Mm. So now today, that's why the rocks and all that on top of him, Manjaldimbi. Okay. The rocks fell on top of him. Oh, to cover him up. Cover him up. Oh, that's that mountain over there. That's that mountain. Oh, wow. And he's under that rock. So then he appeared as a the shepherd. Yep. Spirit man. And then he came out and said to the people in the village, if you don't look up upon me and remember the law, I will come back again. Yep. Yeah. So... That was the thing. And this is like what people are forgetting today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every day I go up there, or if I wake up down here, I acknowledge him every morning wow. and every afternoon, yeah. every day. And I tell our people to do the same. Yep, yep. Don't forget to acknowledge him. Yep, yep. Because there's no rock like that anyway. Mm. Anyway. Well, the story makes sense to me, man. Yeah. If you forget the law... Yeah, forget the law. The the spirits of the ancestors or the land will yep. there'll be there'll be a price. Yep. There'll be a price. <laughs> there um, will be a price. Yep. So I just wanted to ask you a few more questions about your healing practice. Like do you work with both indigenous people and non non indigenous mob? Yeah. So I work with yeah, all kinds of people, you know. Mix, pretty even mix. Mixed, yeah. And are there some problems that you see in non-Indigenous people more than Indigenous people? Like, do you see more stuff more common for one group of people than the others? No, not necessarily. Oh, I think pretty much the same. Oh, I think um, it's equal when it comes to that, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, it's more sort of, I guess, just getting the balance right, you know, just for the individual themselves, you know, because a lot of it's physical illness but I always said that before you know like where there's a physical illness there's just a spiritual neglect that's not being fulfilled just putting the spirit back in that's why you do spirit work you're taking the old spirit out that shouldn't be there that's yeah. making them sick in the first place so like is that like a foreign entity sort of thing yeah like a parasite sort of thing yeah like a parasite yeah yeah so you know when we talk about that you know we gotta, we got to remember it's all energy yeah you know yeah. And, and it's just a light it's just energy, it's the light. So you take the spirit out of it, you know, replace it with good light, good spirit. Okay. And then they become well because stuff I kept there that shouldn't be there. Can you talk a bit about like the different kinds of entities, the main different kinds that you see and where they come from and why they get into people? It all comes down to the individual's motives and intentions. That's why when we talk about heart, mind, body, soul, yeah, know, it's got to all align. Okay. It's got to all connect. Yeah. So our way is like, we don't see chakras separately. So those colors are one rainbow. 
that's why when the rainbows happen, he's one body, yeah, okay. but he has all the colors. But we don't separate him. He doesn't have a gap in between. And so that's what you see when you look into people's bodies, like yeah, just one big just push together. You can see everything. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Where some traditions, you know, they separate everything. Yeah. 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 You're separating the colors. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. One body, but many colors. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really interesting yeah. distinction there. I was actually curious about getting into like the folklore and stuff because from spending a bit of time with you, it seems like um, you do see in a different way. <laughs> like uh, when you're describing like um, how you see spirits and, and uh, the ancestors and stuff, do you see them like as like a physical thing in your field of vision or is it kind of overlaid in your mind's eye, like a sort of uh, a ghost sort of thing or... I'm just curious to see like how you perceive that. It's a good question. Again, a lot of it varies. A lot of it's in different styles, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's more like ghostly. Looking. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's why when you become a shaman, I guess the first thing they say, you sure you want to become a shaman? These are for those you know that want to become yeah, a shaman. Yeah. Is that first the masters will say. You gotta have a strong heart. You gotta have a strong mind. You gotta let love be the foundation of all the things. Because what you're gonna see and come across and approach, it's not gonna look good at times. Like uh, I remember when uh, uh, I think when I was in my twenties, um, I started having more spiritual encounters and experiences. Just spontaneously. Spontaneously. Yeah. yeah. Again, as, as part of my spiritual growth, yeah, you yeah. know, they at their when they're ready, not when I'm ready, but they came again, and uh, so I started like, oh man, what's happening with me? I started having in and out of body experiences. I was like 21, 22 at the time, so I would float in and out of my body. Can be any time, you know, daytime, nighttime. Um, yeah, it would just come on, yeah, yeah, without me even being ready for it. But when it happens. Um, yeah, I would find myself just in another realm where I could, like, come up to the person in spirit and they don't knowing I'm there, you know? Meanwhile, my body's outside sitting there. Oh, so you could disembody and then go check on people? Yeah. And then I was like, what's going on here? You know? And then, uh... So, went back to my body. So I had to eat something to keep myself anchored because I was too... too light. Yeah, yeah. And, um... I think too because I was over flooding and in, in um, over flooding myself with uh, meditations and you know oh, doing my too, diet. You're doing too much. Yeah, I was doing too much. Ah, and uh, what was your diet that was flooding you? Um, no, I had a really good diet. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had a really like I was eating so light that yeah, yeah. You know, again, like, that's why I had to eat something heavy to ground me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I was too enlightened. Yeah, you know, I was too light. Yeah, no, no, that makes sense. You know, um, I have noticed that you there's certain things you can't eat. Yeah, yeah. So I can't have chili, can't have spices. I yeah. can't have onion, any acidic stuff. You know. Yeah, yeah. Um, capsicum. Yeah. That starts to affect with my abilities and my just thinking, my my vision. Like shuts it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But just little things like that, and then yeah, you start to realize them. Like, hey, you know, it's it's all part of you 
your spiritual growth, you know. Because you got to remember, when you become stronger in spirit, you're neglecting your flesh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not, not forever, but you'll know that um, it's only temporary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a lot of times, you know, if you wanted to, you could live at will, you know. If you didn't want to live here no more. Yeah, yeah. And that's what a lot do. Although some people who really want to die end up living a long time. That's what I'm trying to say. That's true. Yeah. It's life forever. I've See? got relatives a bit like that. <laughs> but, um, yeah. And, um, you know, I don't want to reduce this podcast down to, like, discussions of weird stuff. But you were telling me, like, this one experience you had with the, um, with the little hairy men. Obviously, there's, there's hairy men through most world cultures yeah a lot of cultures I know the Nepalese people have it the yep. Americans have it the South Americans even the yep it's spoken Southeast about Southeast Asian so like yeah. what's what's this what's the um, Kuku Yolanji take on on the hairy men up here and what are the different kinds and wh- who are they <laughs> yeah <laughs> what do they want from us yeah our grandfather he used to always say you know like don't leave meat or anything out in the bin or you know ranger camp yep or fish or anything, you know. He said they love rotten stuff. They love stuff getting rotten. You okay. know, and they start hanging around. But he said that draws the the no good um, hairy man. Okay. You know, so uh, so there's no good ones and there's good ones. And there's good ones, yeah. Just like people, I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you got these little, but these little no good ones, you can smell them too. Okay. So they're just as bad as what you're putting out rotten. Out there. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. sometimes it's not necessarily the bin. You look out there again, you'll see them. Are these are physical beings or sp- uh, more spirits? Um, or a bit of both? Or a bit of both, yeah. yeah. You've got, you got spirit ones and then you've got um, physical ones, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so they're out there, you know, physical ones. You know? Yeah, yeah. So I think, yeah, what I'm talking about, the Granddad's talking more about them ones that come around. And, yep, yep. Um, but they, there's good ones too, you know? Yep. And they're just like guardians, angels, you know? Yeah, yep. You told me this one experience you had with the with a little hairy doctor spirit man. Yeah. Well, can you t- can you tell us that story at all? Well, this one particular experience that happened after I came home from footy training. Okay. And then um, seems a lot of the the magical stuff happens around footy. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. It's probably the blood flowing and you know. <laughs> yeah, exercising and but um yeah it's like that's another one. You know, and then I went to sleep, and then days uh, over. And it seems to get you when you're really exhausted. Oh, okay. That's when they come. Okay. Uh, and it's like, why now? But I, but I realized they they actually charging your battery. Yeah, yeah. Uh, rejuvenating you, you know, um, even though you're physically worn out. So it's time for spirit to come in. Yeah, yeah plug you into the powerpoint and then well here he comes he comes through the the wall you know he comes through a a, a flickering mixture of three lights you know like uh, blue white and yellow yep yep so he comes through the wall yep and at this time I'm uh, I'm paralyzed you know down yep. through paralysis I at this time I open my eye I realize I can't move my body okay I yeah, can yeah. see him and feel him what did he look like? So I'm looking to the side, and then he looks. He comes walking at his light, and uh, he's short. He's yep. got beady eyes. He looks actually. He looks like you. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! You got me. Yeah. Oh, it's me. It's you. <laughs> yeah. Where's your costume? 
it's in the wash. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> but cute, eh? Okay. You saying like, he, he had a, cute? He had a, yeah, he had a, <laughs> he had a friendly face, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That you couldn't, like, well, really, you know? Like, nah, he's too, he's too. Yeah, he's a good guy. You can cute to, you know? Like Alf. Cuddly, yeah, you know? He's <laughs> too cuddly to harm you, you know? Yeah, yeah. So then I relaxed. He walks up and down me. Yep. One, two, three, up and down my head to toe, head to toe. Like on, on top of you or by the side? Uh, by the side of bed. Yeah, yeah. Then the third time he comes up to my head, he starts looking down at me. And I'm like, oh, what are you going to do, you know? <laughs> you want to talk to me, but I don't want to talk right now. <laughs> so we're doing this um, telepathy discussion. He's like, you know, you ready? And I said, ready for what? You know, and he said, oh, I'm going to put these crystals in you, you know? And I'm like... Oh, I don't think I'm ready yet. Um, um, not now. Is it going to hurt? Blah, blah, blah. You know? Because <laughs> my, my mind was like, you know, oh, yeah, like medical mainstream doctors, you know? Yeah. Cut you open. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Spirit doctor. So, yeah, he walks up and down and then he said, uh, okay. He showed me all the crystals in his hands. Yeah. Colors like you can't describe now. It's... it's it's not like these colours you see today. Yeah. Um, it's out of this world. Um, he put one in my ankle, one in my knee, and yeah, in my hips. And then um, that was it. Okay. He said, all right, I'll come back next time. I said, oh, yeah, that's enough for now. <laughs> so he went. Yeah. The light closed up. So he came through the wall. And I said, all right, see you next time, my friend. Yeah. So yeah. He's a, he always, if I, I can call him too to come. So okay. If I want him to come, he'll come. Wow. But, um, it's, that's how the relationship built over time, you know? Yep, yep. He's always been coming and going. So he's one of the many guides I have. Okay. Uh, uh, spiritual friends. And so those crystals have just sort of helped uh, build your healing capabilities now? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So I've got them in my hands. I've got them in my hands. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that's help. a common thing I've heard actually. The yeah. crystals putting in, being put in the body. Body, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty spoken about. Eh? Like Indonesia spoke about it. Yeah, very weird um, crystals. Yeah, I'm just interested yeah. in all the different. Um, yeah, the 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 patterns that are across. Yeah, all the different cultures and from yeah. what you're telling me, a lot of them yeah. resonate with the similar patterns that I've studied about the Nepalese. Yeah, the Junku shamans over there, and and yeah. you know. It's all it's all related. Yeah. Is there any is there any like have you had any visions about obviously the times that we're in right now are pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, is there have you received any messages or visions about what's going on right now and, and what we can sort of do, you know, as a people? What what have you have you received anything uh, to do with that at all? I think I think the way, you know, the way it's going now, you know, I think we have to remember, reconnect with country to remember what what our what our purpose and journey is on earth, so then we can accomplish it. Because we remember, the land and sky is connected, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we were sky people before we come down here to be. Yeah, but you need to reconnect with land first, you reckon? Yeah. Because a lot of plug yourself in. A lot of the new age cultures I'm finding is all yeah. about going to the light. Yeah. First, but no one's connected yeah. to the land. So. Yeah, no one's connected to the land. Uh, and the best way to connect with land you're you're talking about was just to come up here and get initiated by you guys, huh? <laughs> yeah. If it means that. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that'll be that'll be the next step. That's what working yeah. towards anyway. I guess for some people, they're not going to want to do that just because of it's, nah. So, is there anything that they can do? Do you reckon? Yeah, just um, just ask more and, and work on it. You know, like smallest thing is just sitting here listening to the river. You know, being able to open up your your inner colours, your inner world. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. To being able to see things clearly. Yeah. Because I think we see more with our mind than our heart and our spirit. Yeah. Like, again, you know, we talked about earlier on intentions and motives, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and uh, I guess we've got to really understand what that really means for ourselves, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, you got to know who you are and what you want. Because a lot of people do things they don't really want to do. Yeah, yeah. But they do it. Yeah. And that could mean money's motives. Yeah. That could mean multiple or a lot of things. Yeah. You know? Because they want to impress their parents. Yeah. Or whatever it is. But rather than get distracted in the wilderness of the world, because it, it likes to take, 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 take. Yeah. But rarely gives. So I stick to one goal. I say stick to one goal. Yep. And achieve that first, you know? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Achieve that first. Um, a message that I'm getting from the universe is let the light shine. Um, let the light shine. That's the message they keep telling me. Okay. My thing now is that we have to let the outside world come in now. Yeah. You know, I spoke to some elders even, you know, you know, one territory rider in Australia, you know. Yep, yep. I'm up to Cape York here, you know, Granite and all them. Yep. Oh, just before I, just to, for the listeners to know that obviously a lot of um, Indigenous Australian culture is very uh, secret. But, um, so that's yeah. just the context, so. But that's just the context now, like. Yeah. Yeah. Like. Which is why I enjoy talking to Josh, because he's actually quite open. And he was telling me a lot of things. I was like, oh, wow, I've never. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, so go on. Yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, so talking to a lot of elders, and, and I guess that why I cross paths with them is for this purpose you know is that they're now talking about everyone coming together you know there's a shift there's a shift in from the old ways of living to now we're finding new ways of living yeah and and that's just the way we are now yeah you know I mean they lived like that back then we live like this now and the future will be different you know, so everything's shaped by changes. Yep. You know, it's shaped by changes. It's shaped by, you know, uh, and, and it's forming into something, but it's not out of, in our control. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, there's always something bigger and, see like that sacred pigeon? Oh, yeah, yeah. Just flew by. Yep. That's our rainforest sacred pigeon. Okay, it's a good sign. And good sign, yeah. All right, well, I guess that's about it. Yeah. Uh, Josh, is, is there anything that you want to, tell people about like um, uh, anything you want to shout out for um, I think just um, make time eh? make time for yourself don't be afraid to be alone to sit alone to listen to your own wawa your own spirit listen to your own what wawa wawa your own spirit okay yeah you know a lot of great shamans told me you only have a boss for a little while. Yeah. And when the boss is gone, 
you the boss. <laughs> and they always say, do not be under anyone. Yeah. Be a master of your own destiny. Be your own boss. No matter what your age is, be your own boss. Yeah. Walk your own path. Walk your own truth. Let the light shine. And that's what I that's what I live for every day. Sorry, I'm not talk about a lot of dark things, but I don't sort of. No, give, not. I don't feed it. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's there, but don't feed it. Yeah. I I focus on light. Yeah. Because yeah. more light you got, it'll just keep amplifying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And everything gravitates to light. Yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. needed, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's really needed everywhere now these days. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. Yeah. Well, that was the end of the first episode of Bemimpf. So I hope you liked it. I know I say yup a lot. I listened back to the um, the raw cut, and I, I, I'm aware that that's annoying, and I'm not going to do that again. So yeah, chill out. I'm learning. This is the first first of of several podcasts, so I'm learning as I go. Big thanks to Josh for sharing with us his world. And um, also just for giving me the impetus to get this thing finally going after talking about it for several years. And I also want to just plug Josh. He does awesome distance and remote healings and in-person healings. If you live in North Queensland, um, his email will be in the show notes. But it's basically jiramal80 at gmail.com, which is J-I-W u r m a l 80 at gmail.com um, and uh, as for myself this is the bit where I whore myself so turn it up loud um, if you want to support me go visit my Patreon account under my name Nick Sun just google Patreon Nick Sun you'll find my account um, or you can even give me a one-off deposit to my PayPal account at cambogaia at gmail.com k-a-m-b-o G-A-I-A at gmail.com Again, all these details will be in the show notes. And don't forget to hit follow or subscribe wherever you might be listening to this. I've got loads of interesting people lined up to get on this show. Um, Lots of healers, medicine people, bridges, people who just had really fucking weird experiences that I reckon other people should hear about. Just weird shit, you know? Interesting stuff. Helpful things. So, tune in next time. And, uh, I guess that's it for now.